Hello and welcome to Ancient Gods and Demons. Ancient Gods and Demons is a podcast that explores the history and legend of deities and entities associated with a variety of mythologies that have been mentioned throughout recorded history and still remain with us today. Numerous cultures and writings are examined in the podcast, including Hindu, Judeo-Christian, Islamic, Egyptian, and ancient Mesopotamian. So sit back, relax, and enter a world of wonder and excitement. Hello, and welcome back to Ancient Gods and Demons. During this episode, we will discuss Nimrod. I decided upon Nimrod based on the evidence that states that he was first to establish himself above God by creating a new religion, Nimrodism, featuring, you guessed it, Nimrod as a replacement god on earth. So let us begin our research of the first self-proclaimed ancient god of Mesopotamia. Nimrod was the son of Cush and the grandson of Ham. The events of his life are recorded in Genesis 10.8, from which we learn that he was a Cushite who established an empire in Shinar, classical Babylonia. The chief towns being Babel, Iraq, Akkad, and Kalna. Nimrod extended his empire northward along the course of the Tigris over Assyria, where he founded a second group of capitals, Nineveh, Rehoboth, Kala, and Rasan. Nimrod has been identified as being a rebellious individual towards God and established himself as a godlike figure. However, before you go casting judgment on him, it is important to understand when Nimrod was born and the environment he was surrounded by. Nimrod was born in a strange time, a post-flood era. His grandpa Ham had survived on the ark with his great-grandfather Noah, who went together into a world with his family to repopulate it. The scene was fresh then, and people were ripe for all kinds of new ideas. If you've read the opening chapters of Genesis, you're probably familiar with the special cloaks made of animal hide that God had made for Adam and Eve. Well, somehow or another they had survived the flood and had been stolen from great-grandpa Noah by Grandpa Ham and been given to Cush, being Cush's favorite son, Nimrod entrusted them to him. Apparently animals had a strange reaction to these heavenly garments. Upon sight of them, they would fall helplessly at Nimrod's feet. As you can imagine, hunting competitions weren't much of a challenge for the mighty Nimrod, and before he knew it, he'd attracted quite a large following. The Torah focuses on his hunting prowess as depiction of Nimrod. Quote, he was a mighty trapper before the Lord. Therefore it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty trapper before the Lord. These days we say he was the mightiest hunter of his time. Most people back in those days were extremely devoted to God. The flood was still fresh in their mind. Nimrod was born 95 years after it ended, and no one was exactly looking for a repeat. His cloak came in handy for religious purposes. He would go out, hunt animals, and offer them as sacrifices to their own one true God. However, power seemed to get inside Nimrod's head. By the age of 40, he was the undisputed leader of the Kush tribe and was building a reputation for being quite a mighty fellow. One rival tribe decided to pick a fight with the Kush tribe, and Nimrod, leading the skirmish, defeated them. 
They were then rendered subordinates to the Kushites, and Nimrod was considered the king over most of modern civilization. Nowadays, people are familiar with the concept of a king. One man reigns supreme over all others, as everyone do his bidding. In those days, such a notion was unheard of. And Nimrod introduces innovative idea to the ancient world. Nimrod used his newfound power to assert his power and authority to the people of the region. He decided there was no need for God at this point, and decided to be his replacement. It didn't take much convincing to get everyone aboard, and a new religion was formed, Nimrodism. Here are a couple of things that were implemented for the new movement. A massive temple, several stories high, with a huge throne on top. Nimrod would sit on the throne and graciously afford people the opportunity to catch a glimpse of their new deity. Statues were made of Nimrod and placed throughout his kingdom, and bowing down to his image became a part of the daily ritual. Additionally, Nimrod began building a tower that was supposed to reach the heavens, effectively solidifying his takeover. We commonly know this tower as the Tower of Babel. Hello and welcome back. It was around that time that Nimrod relocated to Shinar, which some associate with Sumar, modern-day southern Iraq. Shinar's elevation level was much lower than the surrounding areas. Legend claims those who died in the Great Flood were washed upon this land. Shinar means shakeout. All the dead bodies from the disaster were shaken out on this land. So Nimrod decides to build his new civilization here. Sounds like a pretty good plan. While making his, his decision on the various aspects of his new city, something else occurs is interesting to discuss. Nimrod's chief advisor, Tarak, saw a large star shooting across the horizon, swallowing all the other stars in his path while he was celebrating the birth of his new son. This was interpreted by Nimrod's astrologers as meaning the following. The star was Tarak's newborn son, Abraham, yes, the famous Abraham from the Old Testament, and he was destined to swallow Nimrod and all his followers. Nimrod decides that the child must die. Torak was obviously not in agreement with this decision, but eventually he brought the newborn to Nimrod, and he crushed his skull, ending the forthcoming threat. However, 50 years later, Nimrod realized that Torak had tricked him and brought him one of his own slave children in place of Abraham. After this little episode, Nimrod enjoyed about 25 years of peace and tranquility, ruling his kingdom of Shinar. At this time in history, everyone spoke one language, and all was well. However, for one reason or another, Nimrod's advisors recommended he build an enormous ziggurat that would touch the heavens, for apparently the following reasons. One, to protect the civilization from another flood. That sounds valid. Two, to become an undisputed world power. Sounds pretty good too. And three, they were curious of what God was hiding from them in heaven. Doesn't sound too good. The project was begun. It is said that over 600,000 people were involved in the construction of the Tower of Babel. Unfortunately for Nimrod, God becomes very angry with this whole situation and destroys the tower 
and he convinced people to speak in numerous languages, which sounds like a bunch of babble. Nimrod doesn't let this bring him down. He stays in the Mesopotamian region and builds a few more cities. One fun fact, he built a city called Babel, which means confusion, as a testimony to the madness that took place when the tower was destroyed. Nimrod then built Iraq, commonly known as Uruk, Akkad, and Kalna, which is identified by the Talmud as Nippur. About two years after the fall of the Tower of Babel, Nimrod heard that Abraham, Tarak's son, had decided to come back home from the wilderness. Abraham was a zealous mission to destroy all idols and their worship. We all most likely know the story of Abraham, but for this podcast, we only discuss his relationship to Nimrod. Nimrod had had enough of Abraham at this point, and he had him arrested and sentenced to death. Abraham was thrown into a furnace with his hands tied behind his back, but nothing seemed to affect him. He was not even burned or hurt in any way. At this point, Nimrod was amazed at this and declared that these are miracles from the one true God. He showered Abraham with gifts, which included two servants. Hence, the Abraham conflict had come to an end, for now. Now we discuss the two military ventures, both with ended in defeat for Nimrod. The first was in the year 2013 BCE, 13 years after Abraham's escape, and the second in the year 2021 BCE, nine years later. A general by the name of Chedorama, after the Tower of Babel disaster, decided to become king of Alam. He extended his borders all the way to the area of Sodom, taking five nations under his control. Everything was going well for him for about 12 years or so. However, eventually these nations revolted against a new ruler. Nimrod decided to join in the action and declared war against his former general. Nimrod raised around 70,000 men, which seems a little outlandish for this time frame, but anyhow, that's how the story goes. Unfortunately for Nimrod, he was defeated by Chodolorma's 5,000-man army and ended up under his rule. After 13 years of unrest in his extended empire, Shudalama, the ex-general of Nimrod, decides it's finally time to destroy the Sodom Rebellion once and for all. He conscripts all of his allies to participate in the war effort, and he goes off to fight the five kings, which includes Nimrod. However, at the same time, Abraham was informed that the kingdom of Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed. He manages to rescue his nephew Lot, and the city is destroyed, which ends Nimrod's efforts. There is no longer any type of resistance to Chalalama's rule, and Nimrod has finally been put back into his place. Now back to the astrologer's prophecy that we talked about in the beginning of the podcast. The prophecy about Abraham. It appears that Abraham's grandson had heard about the famous cloak Nimrod possessed and was determined to take it for himself. Historical accounts claim that Abraham's grandson had built quite a reputation for himself at a young age. 
One day, when Nimrod was out on a hunting expedition, he was ambushed and killed by Esu, who was the grandson of Abraham. Hence, prophecy complete. In summary, I have composed a timeline of events based on my research, which included a few references, such as the Holy Bible and the Hebrew Book of Jashah. 2015 BCE, Flood of Noah. 1920 BCE, Birth of Nimrod. 1900 BCE, Nimrod rebels against God and rules in Babel. 1813 BCE, The Birth of Abraham. 1788 BCE, Construction of Tower of Babel begins. 1765 BCE, Tower of Babel destroyed. 1765 to 1753 BCE, Cities of Sodom serve the ex-general of Nimrod, Chedalama. 1762 to 1749 BCE, Cities of Sodom rebel against Chedalama. 1758 BCE, Nimrod wages war against Shilalama and loses. 1749 BCE, War of Five Kings against Four. 1638 BCE, Nimrod is killed by Esu, Abraham's grandson. I hope you have enjoyed this episode covering Nimrod. Please continue to listen and have a great day. The influence of Nimrod does not end with his untimely death, but continues with his wife, Samaramas, and son, Tumas, said to have been the reincarnation of Nimrod. But that is for another episode. Thank you again, and enjoy your weekend.